Hello and welcome to another episode of the Russell Talk podcast. I am Chubba Pequeno, who's still recovering from karaoke. <laughs> Forgot your own uh, name. No, I've I remember my name. I was th- figuring out how to how to say the the I'm not ill. I'm just my voice is recovering from karaoke line. Uh, and I'm joined by Tempest. Hi, Tempest. Hello, I'm Tempest, and I didn't go to karaoke last night. <laughs> it wasn't last night. It was the night no. before. Oh, that's really bad. Yeah, yeah, my voice is still still going for it. I I already went for it because that's the thing. I was like one of the only people that went that didn't have work the next day. So I was like, uh-huh. I mean, I can just do what I want. I'm not working the next day. It's fine, and I'll be fine by Saturday. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. Uh... I'm, I'm I'm gonna try and not depress you with the details, Tempest. Um, but you'll be glad to know we didn't play Blood on the Clock Tower. Ah, uh... so. That's something you were get you were get you were getting jealous that we were going to play clock tower and we didn't. Okay, so that's a plus for you. Wonderbar. Hmm. Though Adam Adam got very excited because we 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 recorded the Christmas special a bit late um, because of various things. Like we, we were literally about to hit record on the Christmas special, and then Laurie was like, "Hang on a minute," and then just got up and went back to the office, and we were like, "Laurie, we need to." Rec- Laurie, where are you going? What are you doing, Laurie? And then he came back with like a new tripod for the camera. And we were like, but the shot's fine, Laurie. Why are you getting, he's like, just let me do it. <laughs> and we started like 45 <laughs> minutes late because he needed to set up this new thing. Um, so we recorded it a bit late. So we didn't actually have that much time. And Sully turned up an hour and a half late because he's an actor, I guess. I was so, about to know. say he's an actor. Yeah. So I, th- I think that checks out. Um, but it was cool. We just we just chilled in the office for a bit and had a few drinks and then went out to the went out to the bar place, played some ping pong and then did some karaoke, went back to the office. There was a few of us that went back to the office afterwards under the pretense of having a couple more drinks. Uh, but we didn't. Everyone got back to the office and then was like, I think we better get an Uber. Um, so then everyone just started going home. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a very fun night. I'm very glad I did it. Um, and I got to meet Sully and Rosie and Blair in person for the first time, which was lovely. So there you go. Unfair. <laughs> that it, hey, again, I get this one. Yeah. You get all out. All right. Yeah. 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 You get Denise and Sean <laughs> and all and Alex and Kayla and everyone over there. And we get everyone here. For now. <laughs> For now. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. Still. <laughs> hey man, at, at least you weren't the only one that missed out because unfortunately Andy had to miss it as well because of uh he was isolating. So unfortunate yeah. for Andy. Um and there was I don't know if you saw the video um that got put into the Russell Talk News episode. Because I, I sent it in the WhatsApp group we've got of like people in the office that were there just to be like, look at this video I got from last night. And it's people really terribly singing Let It Go. Oh, um, dear. To the point where like basically no one knows the words apart from Let It Go. So there's a load of people just being like, Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> oh, man. It is, it is horrible to listen to, but it's very emblematic of the, of the entire night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember where I guess it must have been in yesterday's Russell Talk News episode that Luke did. Um, it's it's real bad. <laughs> it's, it's real bad. What's uh, what's your go-to karaoke song? Well, 
so it changes because in the 2019, excuse me, the 2019 uh, Christmas karaoke special or the one after CBW wrapped, I forget which one. They happened fairly close to each other. Um, I, I did Lose Yourself by Eminem, which then became my thing. And people were like, oh my God, you have to do that every time we go to karaoke. And I was like, I don't want to, but yeah. Um, so they were like, well, you have to do some kind of rap. So I was expecting what I wanted to do um, was, you know what, Tempest, I was well mad. They didn't have any Bo Burnham on the karaoke uh, thing. And I was like, that I was, I was counting on that. I wanted to do yeah. Welcome to the Internet. God damn it. Um, but uh, I was going to do, do you remember uh the old theme song for raw which was the search by nf it was an actual rap song and everyone was like this isn't a raw theme what the hell and i was like but it's a banger though um it's a it's a very very good song um what, i love what NF, era is this honest. from it was 2020 2019 2020. oh i don't watch raw. yeah i know um, <laughs> i didn't know if you'd heard it um <clears throat> i'd i heard that quite a lot and i was like damn this is a really good song and i'd learn it and i was like I could do that. Uh, I get, NF's a very popular rapper. He's had, you know, number one hits and all that stuff. And I was like, he's totally got, you know, millions of plays on Spotify and stuff. He could, he was totally be on there. Wasn't on there. I was like, dude, come on. <laughs> yeah, taking all my songs here by just not existing on this <laughs> karaoke machine. Um, so I did someone on there that wasn't me put on I'm on a boat by Lonely Island. And then when the song started playing, everyone was like, who put this on? Who put this on? Like, handing out the microphone. Like, who, who's doing this? And no one claimed it. So I was like, screw it. I'll do it. So I just went up and just did it. I'm on a boat, um, which which is good. That that That's one of my go-tos because it's great. Um, and what else did I do? I did Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears. Great song. Yep. And uh, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, Andy Williams. Which, <laughs> because it is. Yeah. It's that time of the year. You know, it is a Christmas party, so I feel like I was apt. There was a couple of others, I think. I don't know that I did specifically, but there was a lot that I joined in on for several other songs that people did. Um, <sighs> well, do you have a specific go-to Tempest? Uh yeah, "Take Me Home, Country Roads." Mm, nice, nice. It's a good song. I uh, don't like country music either. Just no. that song. Yeah, just I agree. that song. That song is a banger, an absolute it is banger. Real good. Yeah. Oh, I will belt that song as as passionately as I can. <laughs> um, and speaking of uh, banger, uh, let's get into talking about uh, Rampage first off for this week. We're leading with Rampage because it was the debut match of Hook. Now, we know it was a bit of a meme beforehand, but uh-oh, it's now genuine. <laughs> Hook's awesome. <laughs> So let's talk about Hook's debut because it was great. Love Hook. Hook has been sent. Oh my good golly gosh. Hook debuted on Rampage and it was awesome. I now love Hook. <laughs> I think everybody now loves Hook. Everybody now loves Hook. Welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast review of Rampage and SmackDown. Uh, I am Chopper Piquino. I'm joined by Tempest. Uh, my voice is still recovering a little bit from karaoke two nights ago. 
<clears throat> um, so bear with me uh, during this podcast. Um, but get in your ultra chats. Tell us what you thought of Hook and tell us why it was the greatest debut in the history of wrestling uh, at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Get in your ultra chats right now. We'll read out all the ones that are five bucks and up by the time the show goes off the air. Right, Tempest, let's talk about Hook. Because dude has been around. This is this is Taz. For anyone not in the know about Hook, this is Taz's son who has been around AEW making appearances and just being part of Team Taz for like, what, a year now or so? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's just been around, hasn't been wrestling. He's just been there kind of half enforcing various parts of Team Taz and stuff and just being around. And there was a, he's all that and a bag of chips. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So he's had an uprising of support. And let's be real. Let's be honest about it. It's been ironic up until now. Everyone loved the irony of like, send Hook, Hook, do the thing. And everyone wanted Hook to be the thing, right? He was, he's the meme of the day, right? Everyone yeah. wanted Hook to finally debut and all that stuff. And they announced earlier this week that Hook was finally debuting on Rampage. And everyone went, oh my god, it's finally happening. Hook is here. And the thing is, everyone liked it ironically. But then he debuted here and everyone went, oh, <laughs> oh he's no. actually really good. He's great. <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> he got really sent. Um, oh my god. This was so much fun because to break it down into, into his essence, this was obviously it was against Fuego del Sol. It was in like the middle of the show and it was not very long. It was an extended squash. Fuego got in a couple of spots, uh, but this was mostly just a showcase hook. That was the match. Um, <laughs> he's got a licensed song for his entrance, yep. which is already big tick in the box for me, which is great. Uh, it shows that they have faith in him as a performer, I think, in order to to buy the money. The song in question um, is uh, Chairman's Intent uh, by Action Bronson, which is a song that I've had on repeat this morning. It's great. <laughs> um, and the essence of Hook, like he was he was great in, you know, the in-ring stuff for what he did. You can tell that he's got a very natural kind of wrestling background and grappling and stuff like that. And Taz was saying on commentary, he's been doing it his whole life. And you can tell that he's very smooth with his movements, which is awesome for someone who has the lack of experience that he has, especially on a big stage. And it's kind of thing you can't teach. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, very smooth movements. And it was all very well polished. But what sold me on Hook was he has such a presence when he walked out, that music hit and he walked out, there was just a swagger that he had about him. And I was like, this dude is awesome. Yeah. Oh, he just has it, you know? He does. That's what I'd sum yep. up with. You don't usually see the guy who has it in his debut. Mm. You know? It's 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 different. It's special. It's mm-hmm. special. You can you can see in this match when everyone's love for Hook changes from ironic to genuine. Yeah. You know, it's it's like everyone all at the same time realized like, oh, this kid's got something, you know? Mm-hmm. Of course, like the match itself wasn't much. It was a showcase, right? But you get to see how much presence this kid has. 
I think AEW's done a really good job of like capitalizing on this groundswell of support that Hook has had. You know, because again, obviously, like Hook was training and and everything. If he was ready to debut a year ago, he would have debuted a year ago. If he debuted a year ago, who would have cared? Mm. You know, he he was a guy a year ago. Now he's a somebody. He sure is. I just, I, I don't know how much of this has to do with like AEW actually doing things or just being like, okay, and now here's Hook. But like, it, it worked. So I got to give credit somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like, it, it's just another, uh, another example of an exciting young talent that we're getting to see grow in front of us. And there's a few of them happening throughout AEW's short history. And this is just another one where we see the person debut. And the the, the interesting thing is, because AEW's only been around for a couple of years, a lot of the interesting stories and journeys that we've seen, a lot of like the the wrestlers' um, history and like their, their backstory, so to speak, has been in other companies. And if you're not too familiar with their background and what they've done, then you have to kind of like learn and you haven't seen it with your own eyes. And it's all like secondhand knowledge. Being able to see the debut of this guy and know that five years down the line, he is going to be a big deal from the presentation of him, the natural talent that he has now, the way he's being presented and AEW's short granted track record of actually protecting and pushing future stars. This is exciting. This is someone where you go. This guy has something and he has a really bright future in this company. It's another example of history being played out in front of us. And that is really exciting. It's just ultimately perfect Mm. watching AEW and being able to invest yourself in young stars. Yeah. Because like, I'm sorry, but you don't have to worry all the time that they're going to get fired. Christ. Yeah, it's amazing how simple of a concept this is, you know, Crazy you're right. And I mean, first it was Jungle Boy. Then it's someone like a Dante Martin. Now you've got a new young guy. And I don't think Hook is going to like rise to the top. I mean, I could be wrong. He's more over than most people are in their debut. You know, yeah. so he might he might win the TBS, cha- the, the TNT championship next week. Who knows? Who knows? I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> look at but. <laughs> who knows you know but this is the next guy in that line where by all means he should be really good he's got a really solid foundation mm-hmm. and now we can watch him develop yeah and they're gonna take their time with them they're probably gonna protect him a lot put him in the ring with really talented people make sure he doesn't get exposed because he's still new I just trust AEW with this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't trust the other company with this sort of thing. No. And it's really, really, really refreshing. Yeah. It, it's so, so fun to watch these things happen in front of us and be able to get invested in what they're doing. And the thing with, with Hook is obviously he had this kind of um, support that we spoke about before. But capitalizing on that and utilizing it and him just showcasing that he's got a really solid foundation. But not only that, it was he had a very polished technical style in the ring already. And, you know, he, he played in the, the homage it has. He was doing a few suplexes and stuff. And it's like, that's great. They look awesome. But he's got 
some of the other stuff that you expect to see from more experienced people already. Like there was a few subtle pieces that he did in the match. And I was like, that's really good selling. Like you don't, and you expect that from, from more experienced people. Like, you know, he did, he did like a headbutt at one point and just very subtly, just very quickly did the headbutt and then quickly just shook his head afterwards. And I was like, that's just a tiny little detail that yeah. you don't need to do, but it adds to the match. And it's that attention to detail that's going to make him stand out from other you know other wrestlers basically and yeah. having that uh that sort of background and that experience and that attention to detail so early on because the dude is 22 i'm just gonna, 22 that is Wild. insanely young right yeah and to be able to have that that level of uh to, to act like an, an experienced performer while having inexperience is so promising for his future. Just his ability to soak up an atmosphere and just look like he looked completely at home where he was at. There was no sign of like nerves, no sign of anything. He just walked out and looked like he owned the arena. As I can't get if you haven't just if you have go watch the match if you haven't seen it. <laughs> but even if you're not gonna watch the match, just watch the entrance. Because the entrance, he just looks like a megastar. As soon as he walks out, the crowd is soaking in the music, and he just walks out, and it's just like a slight like roll of the shoulders or like whatever it is, and you're just captivated. He's like, this dude owns the ground he stands on, yeah. and he just comes out and absolutely soaks it in. Oh, it was absolutely magical. He felt like he belonged, mm. and that doesn't always happen in your first match, by any means, and it's. I want to go back to your point about the headbutt spot mm. because to, to some that might seem like trivial, like, Oh, you sold a headbutt, whatever. That's the sort of thing that green guys forget to do. You know, like if it's your first match, that is absolutely the kind of thing that you forget to do. And it shows that next level of selling and next level of understanding of this sort of thing that allows you to remember that. And it just shows that he's got a little bit more experience than most people would be going into their debut. It's just very exciting. You know, he's got a very, very solid foundation and he, again, he, he could end up being nothing. I don't want to put that energy out into the universe, but it looks like he has a very solid future ahead of him. It's just really exciting. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. And the fact that he remembered to do those very subtle things, in his debut, when nerves could totally play a factor, a giant arena of people, and there was a lot of expectation going into the match, you know, with all the support that he had and stuff like that, it's totally feasible that someone could forget or misstep a little bit or not be quite on cue just because of nerves. And he looked like, it probably might not be true, there might have been a lot of nerves inside of him, but it looked like he had absolutely none of them. And that's amazing. To Ice be able cold. To yeah, completely ice cold, just completely cool, calm, and collected. I love the way that he won with the uh, Taz mission, which has now been rebranded the Red Rum. That's his thing, which is cool. Um, and I really like the way that, yes, he's a heel. Like, he held the submission on after the, the match was done and just held it on for a few seconds after. After it was against, Did we even mention it was against Fuego del Sol? I can't remember. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, so he, he locked in the Red Rum, Fuego tapped, Got him on, held on the the submission, and that uh, lets go of him, and just kind of looks down at him, and then walks out. 
doesn't even wait for it doesn't even like celebrate with the crowd doesn't wait for the ref to throw his hands up and taz and comments be like yeah it's just business and he just goes yeah i've done just gets out the ring and walks off and i was like this guy just looks <laughs> so cool like oh gets man it. awesome gets it yeah it's very important to me mm -hmm. if, you, if you can get it in your debut you're you're in a very good position to succeed i think absolutely yeah and obviously that we haven't mentioned yet massive credit to fuego del sol he did sure. such a good job in making Hook look awesome in this match. Sold his ass off and just made Hook look like a million bucks, which is why we're talking about how great Hook is right now. Yeah. Good for you, Fuego. Mm. And it's really important. Like, I'm not trying to diminish Fuego at all because it's very important to have those kind of people in a company to make your stars look like stars. That's it's a really important role. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't, I, I always feel like it should never be looked down upon to, to have different tiers of, of talent in your company is like not everyone is a main eventer and that's totally okay you know yeah no i i totally agree i totally agree and i think one of the reasons that watching aew is never frustrating in that same way is because there are tiers to their roster but it never feels like anyone is in a tier that they shouldn't be in you know, everyone feels very well suited for their place on the roster. And that includes like main event guys, upper mid card guys. It also fits for like the job guys, you know, because like, yeah, Fuego Del Sol probably will get a big win. And it'll be like emotional and be like, hey, Fuego at some point. But that doesn't need to happen yet. And so for now, he is perfectly suited to be on the lower end of the totem pole. And I don't think anybody's going to complain about that. He's just a guy that everybody likes. That they probably know he's not going to win, but maybe someday he will. And the great thing about that is that you have these enhancement talents and people that make their other people look good, but they can still be over. Fuego yep. is still over as a performer. He doesn't just need to be some random nobody that just takes a loss, you know? He can still be a character. He's still someone who gets over, occasionally gets the odd win, and then that's that, and he just makes other people look great. It's, it's very fun. This whole company is very fun is what I'd say. It's great. It's great. It's Let's get into some of your uh, ultra chats here and we'll talk about the rest of Rampage afterwards. Uh, Jack Nichols says, uh, my best friend, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. Uh, my best friend Alex will not believe that Hook is Taz's kid as he looks nothing like him. He thinks, uh, he thinks that he names them after the equipment he used to capture them <laughs> and has two other kids called Net and Bear Trap, the latter being a Paralympian. L-I-W for life. Goodness me. I, I would love to see a, a faction of Taz's kids called Taz's Net kids. and Bear Trap. <laughs> Genuinely, why does Bear Trap sound all right as a name to me? I don't know. Because it's probably not a good name. They're all better names than Retribution. True. You got that much right. Uh, also, just wanted to qu quickly point out as well, he does look nothing like Taz. He's a handsome little kid, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, with the hair. He's got just... a lot of hair. He's got a lot of hair. He's he is Tom Holland's stunt double. Ah, uh, you mm. mean you mean Tom Dolland? 
Tom Darland. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's the one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> genuinely, I heard that story on the podcast. While I was listening to it. I was just in my flat by myself, burst out laughing when I heard yeah. that story. Absolutely brilliant stuff. Well done, Luke. Proud of you, buddy. Um, the Mikey Chaos said, Hook is the answer to everything. Hook tried to blow up Ollie. Hook threw the pie at Kevin Owens. Hook is Adam Pierce's higher authority. <laughs> Seriously, though, that debut was magic. It should always be Hook and Penta. Hashtag send Hook and his bag of chips. Hell yeah. Love it. Love Hell it. yeah. Thomas Dufresne says, uh, uh, Hook's debut was amazing. He is very smooth in the ring and displayed a lot of power. Definitely helps that Fuego is such a great seller, making Hook look incredibly strong. Yeah, yep. team effort. You know, mm -hmm. good good job to both of them. Really. Mm -hmm. Charles Berg, you want to know how to instantly get over with me? Have an action Bronson song as your theme. That was a great in ring debut. The theme is so good. God, the whole package of him with the music and everything. It's just he felt like a big deal. Mm -hmm. And that's so important. Like, how easy would it have been for him to come out to ge generic rock theme number eight? Mm -hmm. But they didn't do that. They gave him a song. They treated him like a star. That's how Absolutely. you do it. Aru says, on the 8th of December 1991, Hook the Movie was released. On the 8th of December 2021, Hook the Man debuts. God, I love this company. Well, it's brilliant. I can't imagine that that was intentional, but that's pretty cool. It's genuinely quite awesome the yeah. on because I, I saw it as well because it was it was the 8th of december 1991 it was like the pre-screening of hook and then it was actually released like later that week i think on like the uh. 12th or something like that and then on this one because it was a taped episode he debuted on the 8th but was premiered later down the week it's like it's the same yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very uh. funny um juan perez says uh now that's how you build up a star loved hook's first match Yes. Yeah. Star making performance. That's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. so interesting to me because like I don't feel like AEW themselves did a lot to like build Hook up. Mm. I think a lot of people just got behind him. Mm -hmm. And then it worked out. I think it's like just kind of a happy coincidence that that all of this ended up being as great as it is. But yeah. like, hey, a win is a win. Yeah. I love it. Eternal Blue said, the only downside of Hook's debut is that uh, I am a really, really big fan of Fuego. Guess Fuego uh, Fuego Dos is not a very reliable tag partner. Hmm. Also, going off your review, Pete, WWE wants more shows how they don't know how to get people to cheer babyfaces. We'll talk about that later. Uh, yes. Um, I, I get it. If you're a big fan of Fuego, I totally understand. But I, I feel like, because I, I, I see this all the time on like wrestling discourse on you know on reddit and twitter and places like that people being like oh being a fan of this person really sucks because they never win but i feel like being a fan of someone doesn't necessarily mean you just want to see them win all the time yeah that's me personally because you know yeah. it's because it's not real you know it's 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 performance so i think if someone plays their part they've done they've done their thing then that's fine you know i can be a fan of fuego and in this match i'm like fuego did an awesome job i'm happy for fuego kind of thing yeah, I mean, this wasn't his week to, to be no. the guy, you know? And I'm still a big fan of Fuego, and I'm a bigger fan of Fuego because he did a good job here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, Keith Lloyd said, Hook is more over than any new talent in NXT besides Gigi. Is Gigi more over? Oh, Gigi Dolan is not more over than Hook. Come on. 
I like Gigi Dolan, but like she's great. Yeah. You see how many people were tweeting about Hook last night? Oh, so it's many. over. Oh, so good. Uh, the Adnap 2 says, the faction we need is Hook and Bobby Fish. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> God, have Bobby Fish be like his mentor at some point. That would be so good. Um, fish and Hook or Fish and Chips? Fish and chips. Oh, that's so good. Oh, fish and chips is good. I didn't even think about that's that. That's it. You nailed it, the ad nap, too. Oh, that's delightful. Uh, Legit Underboss said, uh, Hook woke up from his nap and chose violence. <laughs> <laughs> he has incredible bedhead. Oh, but it looks so good on it him. It does. Though. It works. It just works. It looks... See, the thing is, I feel like it really adds to his presentation because it makes him feel like more like aloof like he's just uh -huh. like oh yeah whatever i'll just come out for a fight and i'll just kill you and then i'll walk off again like it oh, just yeah. it, it fits the whole presentation of what they got going for him really really good stuff yeah um and i've heard there's a a some sort of um report today that i've seen that a lot of people backstage in AEW were ecstatic with his debut and i was like i'm not surprised <laughs> no not i mean I don't want to compare everything to WWE, but someone in WWE would find a way to hate this. You know? Yeah. Like, someone yeah. would be like, ah, he needs to cut his hair. He needs to do something else, you know? <laughs> it's just like, yeah. How could you not love this? <laughs> this is great. Um, But we'll get into the rest of your Ultra Chats later. Uh, so uh, keep sending those in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We've got so many more things to say about Hook. Send more Hook puns and things. We want them all. Talk about the rest of Rampage now, which actually kicked off with FTR versus Lucha Bros, AW World Tag Title match. Um, I really enjoyed this match. It was a good opener. Yeah. Um, I liked really like some of the the offense they had in this match. There was a really good near fall where they used the AAA tag titles. They tried to repeat the spot of how they they won the belts in the first place. Got caught. Dax had the belt next to him. Uh, Phoenix like ran across the ropes and kicked Cash. Went for a frog splash and Dax and Dax smashed him with the belt off a frog splash, and then got a near fall off of it. And I was like, that was a brilliant near fall. <laughs> like I don't think I quite bought it because I didn't think FTR were going to win. But it was as close as you can get to like yeah. to to buying it without buying it, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, FDR then countered a dive into a big rig, which looked awesome. God, it was good. Um, and <laughs> Taz had a great line on commentary during this match where FDR were just beating down Lucha Bros. And he goes, there's no fancy moves, just punching. And I'm like, so you mean... No flips, just fists. Is that what you're trying to play, Taz? <laughs> oh, yeah, Taz. It's really I, good. But the only time that I, it. yeah, the only the only time during this match that I wish something else had happened was uh, the the Lucha Bros and FTR are, like standing off in the ring together, mm. and the the FTR they they wind up and they throw a big punch. Yeah, I wanted the Lucha Brothers to just like immediately do a flip, like in retaliation. <laughs> yeah you know yeah. to That's to cool. offset fists and flips mm -hmm. and they didn't do that which is just it, it's fine but i thought of it so i felt like saying cool. it on this platform that i have 
But <laughs> this match was a lot of fun. I would like to think that the Lucha Brothers and FTR will now go their separate ways. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like FTR will be focusing on Darby and Sting for their uh, big Battle of the Belts episode, which is mm-hmm. very fun. I love that. But uh, I'm ready for the Lucha Brothers to like face Santana and Ortiz at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that'd be great. Even yeah. if they, even if there's like maybe one more mini feud before they do the yeah. big feud of Santana and Ortiz, that'd be totally fine. But I think I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for that now. I need them to. Um, I really loved um Cash's uh fire up spot towards the end where he was running rampant a little bit just before he um took the pin at the end. But he was doing some great stuff, going back and forth with Penta and stuff like that. I thought looked really, really good. Um, yeah, good stuff overall. Really enjoyed it. Lucha Bros win. Very nice. fun opener. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we were saying, you know, put stuff of, of substance on Rampage because it was feeling like a B-show lately. Um, this week didn't feel like a B-show. It. it was great. Yeah. Yep. Tag title match, the best debut of all time. What mm, worked just for Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Got a hook. Yeah. That's what we need. Um, we then had a uh, women's trios match of Ruby Soho, Ty Conti, and Anna Jay versus Nyla Rose, Penelope Ford, and The Bunny. <laughs> I wonder how many people won't get the joke. I like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't care. No, if you don't get no, my no. joke, nuts to you. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Nyla Rose won this match at the end with a uh, a beast bomb. Um, but I really uh, I thought this match was good. Yeah, it wasn't amazing by any means, but it was a a good solid match. Um, I liked that. I think you, you mentioned this in your edited review as well. I feel like some people think that the TBS tournament is being really like dragged out. I really prefer that they're really like they're hyping up each of the weeks of matches to be like, here's the two people that are going to be facing. They're going to have a little mini feud ahead of their actual match. So it makes every tournament match have some sort of emotional stake going into yeah. it. Which I think is it's a really good idea. Love I, I genuinely do love that. Because, I mean, we just saw another women's tournament a month or two ago where they did the complete opposite of that, and Mm -hmm. nobody liked it. So, I prefer this one. I definitely prefer this one. I think the TBS Championship tournament has been great so far. Mm -hmm. Like, you got matches like Ruby Soho and Chris Statlander on TV, which was, like, one of my favorite matches that week. There's just so much to enjoy about all of this. And I really did like this match in the context of i want to see aew put on more like women's six-person tag you mm-hmm. know matches because it gets so many more people onto these shows so often we see on rampage that it's like a jade cargill squash and that's the only women's match on the show and it's like it's better than having no women's match on the show but it was also mm-hmm. only 30 seconds long this get six women on the show they all get to be featured they all look good and then you get to further a storyline that to me accomplishes many 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 more tasks and i like the idea of seeing many of these women kind of like not form alliances but you know heels are with the heels and the baby faces are with the baby faces and it just makes it a lot more realistic we saw it a few months ago too with hikaru shida and ruby soho and everybody I just want more matches like that. I want to see more of the women on TV more often, and I think this is a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we had uh, the bunny use the brass knucks, um, followed by a beast bomb from Nada Rose. Uh, let's get the win. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. Looking I think Ruby Soho might win this tournament, honestly. Yeah. I, I, I 
going back and forth like the whole time about like who could win. And really, I think like just about anybody who's left could. Yeah. Totally. I, I don't know that I wouldn't put it on Ruby Soho. She's really, really, really good. What do you reckon to a Ruby Jade Cargill final? I could see that. I, I, I very much could see that. I think, uh, I don't know. I think that will be like a big testing match for mm-hmm. Jade in that she doesn't necessarily have to win, but it could be like, I don't want to say star making performance because she's already a star, but have that first really big breakout match against a mm-hmm. really good worker. And if you do that, I think she can get over and defeat. Yeah. Um, after that, we then got Darby Allen and Sting backstage with Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone just being like, you know, we're going to have winter is coming next week. Uh, and but then before the, the interview really goes anywhere, FTR come in and, and Tully Blanchard and start beating up Darby and Sting. They get the upper hand. Uh, Tully hits a low blow onto Sting, kicks him in the nuts and then says one more time, Sting. Maybe we'll get a singles match at Battle I was of the Belts. Say, are we getting, are we getting <laughs> Tully versus Sting? I don't know if I want that. I'll be real. I don't think I want that, but <laughs> no. just give me the tag no. match. I'll be fine. Yeah. Um. Then we got Hook. Hook. Oh my god, so good. And then we got the main event of Adam Cole versus Wheeler Utah, which was good fun. Uh, I really liked the um <laughs> the promo segment, like the split screen promo that I was doing Rampage before the main event. Uh, it's just a very stupid line because uh, there was a, there was a weird thing with Trent here, but he was a little bit heelish of being like with, with all the best friends and him being like, you know, I returned on Wednesday and I've got a new haircut. Don't you think we should really be talking about me a bit more? And they were like, no, <laughs> not Wheeler Uta tonight. Um, and Wheeler Uta, and Orange Cassidy was just like, you know, Wheeler Uta is gonna gonna beat you. Wheeler Uta just said. Bay Bay, and then Adam Cole kind of leaning into like the goofy side of things was just like, What did you say? That's my catchphrase. You don't get to say that. Um, and was proper like over the top angry about it, which was very funny. Um, and they had a fun match. It was more about uh, furthering the Adam Cole Orange Cassidy feud. They got going. He was staring him down and doing the low effort kicks and stuff like that. Um, and one with the boom, the boom, the boom. And then they beat I up love, everyone afterwards. I love Wheeler Yuta. Mm. I think he's so great. And I love him with best friends, too. You know? Yeah. I don't think he's signed yet. I haven't seen anything that he's signed. What's going on, TK? Sign your boy. You mm. know? Yeah. Lo- love him. Love Adam Cole, obviously. This match was just, like, really fun, really solid. It wasn't, like, the best main event that I've seen on Rampage ever. But it was no. still really good. It's two really good workers wrestling each other and having a good match. Yeah. It's just a lot of fun. I, I think I would prefer to see a match like this, like on a PWG show where mm-hmm. they just go bonkers, like just go crazy with each other. Yeah. And you don't necessarily get to do that in AEW because like you got Adam Cole is up here and Wheeler Yuta is down here. So you don't get to have that same kind of like equal footing match that you would get in a big indie show like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Still, this is a really fun match. A really, really, really fun episode of Rampage. Yeah, this is genuinely really, really fun. Like, like you said, that we we we'd said in previous weeks that it was starting to feel like a B show again, and it's a fun hour of wrestling, but ultimately lacks substance. 
This one having Hook's debut, a world tag title match, and a match that furthered the story of Cole and best friends. And, um, and the TBS the, Championship Tournament, too. And the TBS Championship Tournament. That's good. It's all yeah. good stuff, you know? This was a like, very solid episode of Rampage. And it had Hook on it, so it's a 7 out of 5. <laughs> I was going to say 10 out of 5, but sure. Yeah. If you, if you yeah. want to undersell it. I, I will undersell it. You know, there was other yeah. stuff on the show. Hook was 10, but, you know, it gets brought down uh, back to, you know, a regular level, I think. A regular level of 7 out of 5. Makes Absolutely, sense. yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and all of this was an hour, guys. Four matches in an hour, all of them given enough time. Brilliant. Brilliant stuff. Proves it can be done. It can be done. Can be done. Um, <clears throat> you know, I really don't like leading with SmackDown. But then when uh -huh. we lead with Rampage, I get to this bit and I'm like, oh, I don't like leading with Rampage either. I think right. the problem is we just don't want to talk about SmackDown. Well, we can do it quickly. We've spoken for half an hour about Rampage anyway, so we can be relatively quick. things on here. this show that I liked. A few. Uh-huh. Um. So the Give opening segment. Opening segment with Sami Zayn. He's in a wheelchair. Like he was in a wheelchair from his attack from last week from Brocken uh, Reigns. And he says he was robbed, which he was. Uh... He then said he's going to sue people. Paul Heyman came out. I really liked the interaction between Sammy and Paul here. It felt very, like, natural and not very... Because uh -huh. it, it, a lot of WWE promo styles feel very, like, sterile. And just like, this is controlled. This person says this thing. This person says this thing. Wait for each other to finish. And then this thing happens. And then you say this thing. This felt more natural of like them like we're talking over each other a bit more. Paul Heyman was just telling him to shush so he could get some with his thing and stuff like that. It was just, you know... It was good. It felt, it felt a bit more natural between these two. Uh, Sammy then said that Roman isn't here tonight, and he stood up at his wheelchair and intimidated uh, Paul Heyman and said, there's no one left to save you. And I was like, what about the Usos? <laughs> That's Pretty sure point. they're still around. Uh-oh. Cool. Um, laser. So out comes Brock Lesnar to continue the story of whose side is Heyman on, which... I'm kind of over. I'll be real. It was interesting. I, I, I kind of crown jewel. I kind of like it. I kind of like this uh, this whole segment. Yeah. There's enough subtlety in this segment where I was like, "Ooh, intrigue." That's true. Like, the, like there was subtlety. It's just that I don't really care about the story they're telling. Like, it, yeah, that's fair. It was executed well, which is much better than we can normally say for for a WWE show. It was executed well. I just don't particularly care about the story they're trying to tell. Um. I did think, though, that they, they had some fairly interesting and funny comedy bit between Brock Lesnar and Sami Zayn. They interacted very well. They have great chemistry as well. I think it's just that Sami Zayn's great. This is what I'm trying to get to at the end of the day. I, Sami think, Zayn's great. I think it's also Brock Lesnar is great. <laughs> Brock Lesnar, he's such an entertaining man. He is. I don't know, man. I Like, again, I enjoyed it. For what it was for this segment, it was a good segment. I just don't. I'm. I'm. I, at the end of it, I'm like, I don't really care about it, though. You know, it's not. It's not making me invested. Um, but they they had a thing. They were like, we're Canadian men. Let's go be Canadian men together. I want to take you to Saskatchewan. We can go hunting. We can go fishing and all that stuff. Um, and then 
yeah, they, he was going to take him out. And then Paul Heyman interjects and kind of vo- kind of voiced what I was thinking at the time. And be like, what am I watching? And I was like, good point, Heyman. What am I watching? Um, but it was good that they like acknowledged that because it was a bit like absurdist kind of thing with what they were saying before. And he's like, what happened to you, Brock? Like, this would have been a trip to Suplex City like a couple years ago. You're talking about going off and just hunting and being a regular dude. What happened to you, man? You should you should be the reigning, defending, undisputed, universal, etc. And then that made Brock Lesnar like snap, and he just attacked the the people that were helping Sammy in a wheelchair, and then attacked Sammy. There you go. That was a segment. There were enough details in this that made me really like it. Mm-hmm. I like I like the idea of Brock coming out. To not necessarily save Paul Heyman, but him coming out in this segment was cool. Mm-hmm. Paul Heyman being disgusted by Brock Lesnar not being a, a killer was great. Mm-hmm. And then when he was talking about, oh, Brock Lesnar, the rating defending, blah, 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 blah. He said the former and likely soon to be mm. or likely future Universal Champion. I was like, do you mean to say that? Yeah. I don't think you meant to say that. That's mm-hmm. one that's going to get clipped next week and shown to yeah. Roman Reigns. And he's going to be like, wise man, what the hell was that? You know? Mm-hmm. And we're going to get another good segment out of it. I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed this segment. I like Sami Zayn. I like Brock Lesnar. I like their work together. I like Paul Heyman's promos. And Brock Lesnar was in overalls. He was. He said, you know, there was an entire article written on WrestleTalk.com that was just titled, Brock Lesnar wears overalls on SmackDown. I mean that 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 is the biggest news of the day, really. How dare you? I know. Hook. Hook is the biggest news of the day, <laughs> Tempest. Um like, like I said, it was executed very well for what for the story they're trying to tell, for what they wanted to do. I thought it was yes, it was executed very well. I just don't care about the yeah. story. I'm not I'm not invested on the whose side is is Heyman on anymore because I don't it doesn't matter to me, you know. Um, Brock Lesnar backstage uh, says that Paul Heyman is his advocate. Um, Caleb asked him a question. He was like, "Well, why don't you ask this to my advocate, Paul Heyman?" And then walked off. It was like, "Ooh, more intrigue." Ooh, um, yes. Uh, <laughs> oh God, we got an advertisement for the main event. <clears throat> the main event, which was the Usos versus the New Day versus RK Bro. Okay, bro, obviously from Raw. Uh, Remember when Survivor Series was the one time that stars uh from Raw and SmackDown would go head to head? Don't even. Just so stupid. (laughs) Don't even. Uh, The tagline for this match that's been advertised Who's the best tag team in all of WWE? Surely, having your two tag team champions go against each other, you know, like. I don't know, Survivor Series, let's say, just throwing a random show out there, would be to determine who the best are, because that's the two best teams, right? (sighs) I just want some logic on this show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, You know? mm -hmm, And I want mm -hmm. it to exist outside of a Paul Heyman segment. Yeah. Yeah. Christ on a cracker. Like, uh, yeah, it's, who's the best tag team? Also, if you're wondering how they explained RK Bro being on SmackDown, they didn't. They just didn't. They were like, 
RK Bro's here. Great. Yeah. Um, I don't care. I like RK Bro. So I like RK Bro. I think I was really hoping that they would get drafted to SmackDown. Mm. That didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. God. Um, Women's so great. Speaking of logic and stuff that is non-existent, Los Lotharios took on Boogs and Nakamura next. And you know how since the draft, Los Lotharios have been really protected and they've been winning a lot of matches and they've been really like gearing up for tag team title matches and stuff like that. And they've been, you know, really well, pro- actually genuinely really well protected, which is so unusual for an actual WWE act. And they were looking good and doing good stuff with them. They lost to Boogs and Nakamura in about a minute and I don't think they got a single move in. Wah, wah. like yeah I, I i had something to say but i lost my train of thought it was in response to something you said i don't get it i really don't get it like i i was so taken aback watching this because mm. i was like kind of <laughs> half paying attention and everything it was like it's over and and that los lotharios lost mm-hmm. what what it was a weird finish as well. It was like it was very rushed. Like Shinsuke, you know, he normally like hypes up for the Kinshasa by doing like the arm shake thing. And like uh-huh. Umberto was already in position to be hit by it, but he hadn't done it yet. So he very quickly was just like, okay, go. <laughs> and then like ran in for the Kinshasa. It was, everything felt very like rushed and off off kilter and off timing. It was strange. Um, whatever. Sucks for their their push. I really like Los Lotharios, but three weeks yeah, over too. again. So so stupid. Yep. I'm not getting pissed off. They're not ruining my day today. I no. saw Hook. Hook ten out ten out of five. Um, King Woods has a new crown. It's massive. It's really gaudy. so big. Oh my god! It's got a big old X right in the middle of it. Hmm. Sure. I don't think it's very good. I don't either. Mm. I think this crown looks rubbish. I gotta be honest. Like yeah, I didn't think the last one looked good either. Like when Roman no. stepped on it and it bent. But... <laughs> so stupid. What the hell is this one? They're like, okay, his name starts with X and go. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we got a recap of Drew McIntyre being upset about not being in the Battle Royal. Go saw Adam Pierce. Sonia Deville said that Adam Pierce made the list for the match, which makes sense. Adam Pierce does a lot more of the men's division stuff, and Sonia Deville does a lot more of the women's division stuff. That makes kind of sort of sense in the weird logic of Adam Pierce and Sonia Deville not being general managers, but also being general managers. Sure, whatever. Um, Drew McIntyre goes to Adam Pierce to tell him about that and be like, I'm a bit upset, and he has a big sword. And then Adam Pierce says, Sonia Deville's the one that made the list, and also the higher authority made the list and also the higher authority has told him that he can't take his sword to the ring tonight so then drew mcintyre stabs his desk instead i can't wait to never find out who this higher authority is i mean vince mcmahon is a character on raw right now yeah so like if it's vince just call him vince like like if if vince wasn't an on-screen character right now I can understand them not wanting to bring up Vince's name because, you know, if you just want to be like, oh, you know, the, the higher authority, you know, you know who we're like, if like the viewer and and they all know who they're talking about, then that makes it OK kind of thing, you know, and like, oh, you know, the old ball and chain, the higher authority, you know, has said that you can't do this thing. 
But now they're saying the higher authority when Vince is already there. So either they're talking about Vince without talking about Vince, or it's someone completely different. Swordswoggle on a laptop. Yeah, sure. Who cares? Um, he put the sword through the desk. And I will say later on, the visual of Adam Pierce trying to pull the sword out of the desk did make me laugh. It was quite funny. It's like um, Excalibur. Yeah, like it's Excalibur. <laughs> um, not the commentator. Not the, the commentator. That would be weird if the commentator was in the desk. Yeah, um, let's impale Excalibur the man in a desk. <laughs> He's just sticking out of it like Shawn Michaels standing upright in the mattress Sid. <laughs> um, we then got a backstage promo between Tony Storm and Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks was just saying it's going to be Tony time and Tony Storm said pie backs a bitch. I hate these people. Not the people in this segment. The people who write these segments. You're not funny. None of you. None of you writers are funny. And I need you to understand that. Because you're not getting it. <sighs> I, I go through this every week watching NXT. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're not funny. Um, not funny. It's a dancing oh. pun. But the problem is it's about pies, which we're legitimately used in this story, so it makes it so much worse. Um, we got Seamus versus Drew McIntyre. Uh -huh. You know what? They beat the piss out of each other every single time they wrestle. This was quite fun. They're good wrestlers, and they wrestle very well together. Do you know what would have been better? Having this being built to in any meaningful way. Yeah. Or mattering. Yeah. In some way, shape, or form. This was like a big pay-per-view match. This year! Yeah, I know. Feels like a lifetime ago, but it was like in yeah. February. It was like I mean, the longest-running Raw storyline for a while. Now it's just a throwaway yeah. match on SmackDown. Uh, Wild. Whatever. Like, these two are so good. And if they literally... If they wanted to make this a feud, I'm all into it. Make it a feud again. I don't even care. These two are great. They put on great matches. Just... I think it means something, you know? Like, what? What? Why would you beat Sheamus right now? He's doing something with Ridge Holland. Yeah. Where was is Ridge he... Holland? Yeah, I was going to say, is he, though? God, this show sucks. I yeah. like this show, watching it. I don't know why. Maybe I just um, like Brock Lesnar, and then I like the main event, and I, was, I forgot about everything in the middle. Ridge hasn't been on SmackDown in two weeks, and, and Shotzi hasn't been on in three weeks. Gotta push those new stars. Yep. Um, but don't worry, though. If you were thinking that we were going to get a Drew Sheamus feud, we're not, because Mad Camos and Happy Corbin stole Drew's sword, so that's the next oh, feud. God. I need to know what blackmail Baron Corbin has on someone higher up. Mm. He's on every... Why can't he be the one that's off the off the show for three weeks? Yeah. Christ on a biscuit. Christ on a biscuit? Hell yeah. I Okay. Um we got a nice tribute to Jack Lanza. He passed yeah. away this week. That was nice. Uh Paul Heyman gets asked if he's the advocate and he's like stop stop doing that Kayla. And then she uh -huh. said, "What would Roman Reigns think?" And he was like, "Uh-oh." <laughs> and then leaves. <laughs> Um. <clears throat> uh. Cool. We then had Naomi versus Sonya Deville, except we didn't. 
Because why would you advertise something? It's just false advertising. Yeah. Yeah. The, mm, mm-hmm. WWE's false advertising is like near the top of the list of things I hate about the company. You know? <laughs> it's real close. And what ticks me off even more is the e-drones that will be like, oh, a code subject to change, even though that's not what that means! <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So this segment, I've seen mixed feedback about this one. I've seen some people really dig it. I've seen some people really not like it. I fall somewhere in the middle. Yeah, there's that's things I liked right. about this, and there's things I didn't. Um, first off, the match not happening is bad, but Naomi versus Sonya Deville. Naomi comes out, does a promo. Let, also, this is completely disregarding, not mention it, and I'm not going to mention it after this, pacing, because there was, uh, you know, ad break, half a Naomi <laughs> entrance, more of Naomi entrance, recap, another ad break, <sighs> promo, and then Sonya came out, and it was like, there's, it's the same problem every single week. Like, we can't yep. harp on the same point all the time, but it's just a, a given thing now, the pacing is bad. Yep. It's just a thing that happens. Um, so Naomi comes out. Oh, I've actually written it down. Naomi comes out, ad break, Paul Heyman backstage, back to the ring, recap of Sonya Naomi, Naomi promo, and then Sonya comes out, and then Sonya does a promo. Oh my god. <sighs> it's bad. Um, anyway. Sonya comes out and she announces that Natalia is a special guest ring announcer and special guest timekeeper is Shayna Baszler. They surround the ring. Naomi beats them up. Then they're going to do a three-on-one and then we get the debut of Zia Lee. Zia Lee comes out and is a superhero. Um, So she comes out on the ramp. They have CG effects for her. Like she does like a big superhero stance and it has like a load of CG effects coming off of her to be like an actual superhero and and she comes down to the ring and she helps clear him up uh and then they stand tall okay positives i like that zyali's character in the last few weeks was built up to be a protector and a fighter against injustice uh-huh. and the first thing she does is come out to help someone that's at a numbers disadvantage and is being unfairly treated that makes sense for a character continuity yes. Makes a lot of sense. And it's something meaningful on a debut. Also good. Thumbs up. Big fan of that. I think she looked good in the moves that she did. Also thumbs up. She was presented very well. I really did not like the CG stuff on her entrance. And I've seen a lot of people <laughs> really like it. I It's not for me, dude. Like, it doesn't work because she's not actually a superhero. And you can see it's quite obviously fake. Like, it just... It doesn't resonate. I'm not like, oh, she looks cool, you know, because I can just see it's like a really bad CG effect, you know. Ah, it's like I don't like WWE's AR. Like, no, it's really bad. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I, I've seen a load of people really like it, and if you like it, that's great. It's just not for me, man. Like, it yeah. just doesn't work. The CG looks bad to me. It's a bad CG effect, and I know there's only so much you can do. It's a live thing, right? Obviously, you can't have amazing CGI in live formats, which is why you shouldn't do it. You know, just don't, just don't do it at all. That's, that yep. would be my thing. It's just weird. Um, it also didn't help when she did her superhero pose and the CG effects were going off and stuff. And Pat McAfee just goes, 
I think that might be the most intimidating thing I've ever seen in my life. Pat McAfee, it's king of Pat. hyperbole. It's not, Pat. Stop. Stop it, uh, Pat. Stop talking in absolutes know, all the time. I, I, I did laugh at Pat McAfee on this show, earlier in the show, when Paul Heyman is like, I just went to the dispensary. My edibles must be kicking in. Pat McAfee's just like, facts. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah. He said at one point, he was just like, oh, well, I got to eat all these edibles before uh, my plane ride tomorrow. So I guess I'm taking them during SmackDown. And I was like, well, that would probably explain a lot. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It would. Yeah. <laughs> um, It's just, it's so frustrating. When it's a new thing, and granted, like, I didn't like the CG, but if someone did, and they're really into this entrance, and they just hear Pat just going, like, I think that might be the most intimidating thing I've ever seen in my life. And it's like, now I'm for I'm forced to disagree with you because you are wrong, but now it makes me, like, not like that thing as much, because I'm now disagreeing with you about how good it is, you know? When you, when you over-exaggerate how good a thing is, you know, hook 10 out of 5, then when someone goes and watches <laughs> it, they're not going to like it as much, right? But Hook was a 10 out of 5. 10 out of 5. Um, <laughs> That's not an exaggeration. No, that was brilliant. Uh, but then, whatever. After that, RK Bro were backstage with the cast of Jackass Forever. Uh-huh. I, I wrote down, I'm sure Luke is having fun. I thought it was fun. You know? I don't... Eh, well, it wasn't the best segment. It was like PG Jackass, which is... yeah. The worst possible form of jackass, but uh, yeah, it's fun. I like Riddle. Mm. He's a funny man. Okay, bro, funny. Yeah, you know? I like them. Yeah. I wish they were on SmackDown. You yeah, have Randy Orton face Roman Reigns for the title. You could have more, uh, more well, top okay. stars. So you say that you could have Randy Orton facing Roman Reigns, and I think everyone would be really into the idea of it. And then uh, the match would happen, and we and then we go, oh god. It's really boring. It's really slow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking at this roster, and there's like Drew McIntyre and no one else to face Roman yep. Reigns. So at that play. point, I'll take a Randy Orton match. Mm, yeah. Oh, God. After this, Charlotte Flair versus Tony Storm. In I I don't I don't have the time or the energy to talk about everything that was bad about this. So let's just break it down. One, it was a championship contenders match. <laughs> um, <clears throat> two, it lasted three minutes. Three, it ended in DQ by Charlotte. Unintentional DQ. Intentionally getting herself disqualified, gifting Tony Storm a title shot when she has previously said that she is not worthy of a title shot. What is happening in this stupid company? What is the point of anything happening in this feud? I don't think you could have done a worse job of a Charlotte Flair Tony Storm feud. Given everything that's happened so far, Tony Storm has been buried six feet deep week after week after week. Has done precisely nothing to earn a title shot. Yeah. And is now getting one because Charlotte Flair is an idiot. The oh. booking on this show. <laughs> and then commentary was just like, Charlotte knew exactly what she was doing. Why? Why then? Why did she do it? Oh my God. 
what I then wrote, what a waste of time. What is this the worst booked feud of the year? Dude, I literally said on my editor review, this is the worst major feud, like not counting like lower feuds that only get done like and repeat the same match like seven times in a row, or whatever. Uh, like yeah, an actual a feud for a world title. Yeah. Right? A feud for a world title. This is the worst major feud they have done in so long. They yeah. have balls it up every single week. It's not something that's boring every week or something that's repetitive. This is something that is actively bad and damaging every <laughs> single week. How do you manage that? I don't know. How could you get it wrong every time? They hit the bullseye of wrong every time. <laughs> so bad. Um, We got a recap of Sammy and Brock. We got Brock Lesnar backstage telling Adam Pearce a long story about a moose. I don't care. Brock Lesnar has like eternal goodwill for me. I don't. <laughs> I, I, I don't think. Anything. I don't think there was a point to this. <laughs> I don't need there to be one. Brock Lesnar is the most unintentionally funny wrestler of all time. Mm. He's hilarious, and I don't think that's ever intentional yeah he's just such an entertainer i i also don't think i missed anything out like he yeah. he told him a story about moose that he called pierce and he, he snapped a phone he had a giant flip phone yeah i like, oh, can't get reception snap which yeah. you know what i believe brock lesnar would do yeah i don't think brock lesnar has a cell phone no, I don't. I, I, I don't. So. I don't know if that has changed in the years since this story was told. But Brock hmm. Lesnar has to drive to his home phone. Yeah, his home, like his, he lives in Saskatchewan on a ranch. Hmm. He has to drive to a little like shack that has his home phone. Yeah. So it's like, oh, if you need to call me, call me at this time. I'll drive to my phone. Yeah. So that kind of person doesn't sound like he would have a cell phone. No, exactly. <laughs> anyway, let me go on to the main event. Usos versus New Day versus RK Bro. For who the best tag team in WWE is. Shouldn't have this been for like both sets of titles or something then? Uh, and uh, yeah, out, out of the two teams, out of two out of three teams are champions. Who do you Sorry. think? Won? I just saw this. Brock needs to have Paul Heyman's old massive cell phone. <laughs> Yes. Tie it all together. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, two out of the three teams are tag team champions. Who do you reckon won this match? Was it one of your champions? I reckon it's not. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. It was New Day. New Day won, and they pinned the yeah. Usos. Um, this was a pretty fun match. Yeah, I, I thought like this, this, this built really well into a Randy Orton hot tag. The crowd was super yeah. hot for it. And they they it's built into it really well. Randy Orton's so energetic. Mm. Like every he's every once in a while, he just goes he goes crazy. It's like the yeah, time that he yeah. hit the like the 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 star kick. He jumped up really mm. high, touched his toes. Yeah. Like where does this come from? Like every it's once great, in a while, yeah. he just like he saves up all of his energy and then releases it all at once. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, but they had the bad rules where they had two people that were legal at once instead of three. In the triple threat. Stop doing that. Um, but uh, New Day got the win by pinning the Usos. It was fun. Uh, yeah, they set up their tag title match. The tag title match. 
That was already happening. You just yeah. need to beat him. Yeah. Yeah. RK Bro yeah. could have won this match. They could have. You know what? They should have. Screw yeah. it. RK Bro should have won. Have the Raw tag team win on SmackDown. I don't care. Yeah, that would be fine. I don't care. Um, <laughs> They had a whole show without Roman Reigns. So I thought, okay, they've actually done a whole show without Roman Reigns. Fair play to them. You know, they, they actually did it. The, the the crazy bastards did it. They did a whole week without Roman Reigns. So the final thing on this show after the main event is a <laughs> video package for Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah. They just can't help themselves. Like, well, we can't have Roman on the show. Yeah. So they just do the last thing on the show is a video package for Roman Reigns. Come on, yeah. guys. Like, come on. Main event segment. Oh, the main event God. segment was a video package. Yeah. That's so stupid. <laughs> I mean, the show is better than it has been the last two weeks. Oh, that's a that's a real low bar to be getting. Oh, over. I'm aware. I'm absolutely aware. At least we got a main event this week. Mm. We Christ. did. You right. Yeah. You right. We did. Um um two out of five two out of five sure i'll give it a three out of five just because i like brock lesnar the two out of five that tony charlotte match yeah it was really that? bad now the whole two the whole everything between the opening segment and the main event was rubbish mm, so maybe it is two, two out, out of five. five yeah good god in fairness Whatever. i gave a two on my edited review to the past two weeks and i i was wrong it was one yeah it was one so I feel like this is a two. If those are ones, this is a two. That's fair. Yeah. We're going to get into the rest of your Ultra Chats here soon. Good God, there's a lot about Hook. Um, <laughs> uh, but... Uh, <laughs> First, we have to uh, say thank you to some very special people. Those are our $25 and above pledge hammers over on our Patreon page. Now, I'm into our Patreon page, by the way. Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. You should really go over there. Loads of extra bonus content. You get to watch exclusive podcast intros and outros. If you're enjoying this show, then you get to see more of it on a, over on our Patreon page or becoming a member on this channel. Both options to get that. Um, you can watch the video versions of those. We've got uh, the retro podcast where Ollie and Luke review extra shows, WrestleTalk After Dark, where a bunch of us get on a call and just chat about nothing for ages. It's like the Christmas specials that we do, except every month and remotely. So with other <laughs> people, like Tempest and, and Abby and Jenner and people. Um, and other stuff. If you pleasure the 25 or, or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname. And it gets read out on a show, much like this one. So thank you to Who Wants to Walk with Daniel Elias Chrysler. Woo! Yeah. That's some good karma, good dharma. Yeah. Ari and Shifra, the booze awaits. Yeah. Michael Jensen Radio. Yeah. Have a glass of sherry, Martel J. Simmons. Woo! Dave the D-Train Carpenter. You'll never get this name right, you idiots. Matthew Zimjewski. This is some kind of Patreon shout-out. Nate, 
dropped surname. Send me to heaven, Evan Reich. Yeah. Meticulous, Michaela Traub. Yeah. Billy Buna's day off. Yeah. Is this all one? Because this is really yep. long. Okay. Sure the man who wears the gold. The man recognized by SWAF Nation International as the 24-7 champion. Our legend. Yeah. Thank you so much, all of our pledge hammers. Now let's get into the rest of your ultra chats here. Holy crap, people love Hook. I know, that's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> uh, so, firstly, to talk about Hook, uh, Riot DR says, Hook has the hair of a Super Saiyan, Zayali has the entrance of a Super Saiyan. Overall, these things work for me. Also, I believe Hook is so over because of the mystery of him always being there but not doing anything but looking cool. Then he kills. Yeah. I yeah. don't want him to speak. No, me neither. I wanted to be a silent killer. Yeah, absolutely. But also, uh, people a saying like two-year-old you know, skinny kid who's a killer. Yeah, I love it. I'd, I'd love that. I've seen, I've seen a few people being like, you know, I need to wait until he hears a promo to know whether he's going to be a superstar or not. I'm like, nah, absolutely nah, not. nah, absolutely don't need to not. that. Um, Matthew Robinson says, "Wow, love Hook and his look. Hook's look, you might say. Uh, he <laughs> seems like a character right out of Tekken with his hair and his swagger. Wow, love this so much. Future TNT champion." Yeah, I don't know when that'll happen. I've seen a lot of people saying, like, oh, you should be a champion in the next year. I was like, yeah, that might be a little bit Maybe. overzealous. But, hey, if he if he develops quick, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be against it. Yeah. Uh, William Tochi Jr. says, hook for third LIW member. We'll take him. Yeah. We'll take him. Yeah. Welcome aboard. Yep. Um, I was a little excited to finally see him debut, but the moment his music hit and he swaggered out, OMG, I got really hyped. And to see him use the Taz mission to finish the match was perfect. We need a second tier of AEW pillars. There's we'll a lot of candidates for something like that, you know? Mm, yeah. They just, they just have a lot of young stars. They have a lot of really good talent. Yeah. What, what a is, roster. You know? I know. Crazy, isn't it? Uh, Punk Rocks and Soda says, Late to the stream, boys. Just wanted to say that I can't remember the last time someone came out of the gate looking as smooth as Hook did. I feel like in the one showing, I'm confident enough to say he'll be a world champion in the future. Bold. I'm, I'm not as confident because AEW is very protective about who their world champions are. Yeah. Um, that is a that is a very to pardon the pun here, that is a very elite uh selection of people. Uh so maybe i feel i feel like it is a bit early to say that as a tnt champion maybe yep. but i think as a world champion they might be overzealous i agree um dza the ghost says hook the eater of chips <laughs> attack question mark defense question mark um Cannot be normal summoned. Summoned by tributing Fuego del Sol, the player that special summoned with card <laughs> wins the duel. That's a powerful card. Yeah. You play Hook, you just win. Hook is Exodia, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Alice the Gammond has said, how much Hook could a Hook chuck chuck if a Hook chuck could chuck Hook? Yes. 
Publius Omega says, could you see Hook and MJF forming a faction with Jungle Boy, who turns heel and starts going by Jack Perry as a Hollywood rich kid? It would be a realistic team and MJF could develop, uh, then develop their promo skills. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. I don't want to see MJF and Jungle Boy as a team ever. No. That's just not, not a fit for me. See, the thing is, I will never say never to anything because yeah. a lot of stuff has surprised me being like, that will never work. And then it's happened and I've gone, actually, it's pretty good. So I'm not saying that Jungle Boy being a heel could never work. I don't think yeah. it's as absolute as that. I just don't think it should happen anytime soon. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know why you would do that. Like I don't see Jack Perry, Hollywood rich kid being better than handsome, young, attractive, babyface Jungle Boy. You know, I just think that's a much better role for him. Yeah. Uh, Kevin May says, absolutely love Dynamite and Rampage this week and so happy for Taz in relation to Hook. When was the last time you saw such a reaction to a new wrestler? It's phenomenal and huge credit to Fuego. Hook has come out a star, but this was a two-way success. Agreed. I can't remember the last time I saw someone have this kind of reaction in their debut, like let alone a new star coming in, but like a debut? Crazy. No, I can't remember either. Uh, yeah. William Rosmer says, Hook is now head of the table and will soon be God's favorite champion. <laughs> also, it was cool having Pete drop into a voice chat last week on the NRB Discord. I did do that. You're right. No Rolls Bard mm. has a Discord if you're a, a Patreon backer to No Rolls Bard. So I was there and some people were playing Jackbox. So I just, I dropped in to just be like, hey. Hello. <laughs> why is the everyone's doing it was the day that the, the discord launched so i wanted to go in and check if people were having fun and they were having fun and people were very nice so that's good um legit underboss says who's going to be the biggest star hook bron breaker dominic or von wagner hook yeah possibly i mean currently yeah yep. bron breaker might have a higher ceiling considering the company mm -hmm. he's in and yeah. who runs that company. But yeah, to be fair, the question does say biggest star. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, Bron Breaker, I think it's probably not Von Wagner. Definitely not Von <laughs> Wagner in, by any stretch of the imagination. Bron Breaker could be a bigger star than Hook, but I think that Hook will be a more successful wrestler. That's what I'm going to say. That's fair. Uh, Tyrone Kidd has been in Menberg for four months in a row. Woo! Thank you, Tyrone Kidd. And says, uh, Blue Travelers uh, told me once that the hook brings you back. Considered, Consider me hooked. Hashtag New Age Saget. Hashtag Baby Samoa Joe. Baby Samoa Joe? I don't see any Samoa Joe and hook, but that's no, just no. me. <laughs> He's Baby Taz. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Crazy. Hook evolves into Taz. <sighs> yeah uh hannah allen just generally on rampage hannah allen says uh fresh off the chrissy lads uh had some rampage to catch up on and boy oh boy it's like being a kid discovering wrestling for the first time lucha rose versus ftr tag team wrestling uh clapping leo from gatsby yeah, yeah. uh pete everything is fine of course it is <sighs> tempest two yeah we're fine Hashtag LIW444 life. 
fine, fine, fine. Life. Yep. Nate, yes. Yep. Uh, the one thing that remains to be seen is can the kids sell moves? Oh, wait. It's Hook. He'll never need to sell. Lol. Uh, really love both the tag title match and the trio's women's match. All those women are great, but Anna Jay is going to be a star for a long time. Oh, yeah. She, she's gotten so much better because she was real new when she debuted like a year and a mm-hmm. half ago. She's gotten yeah. so much better since then. And if she's able to just continue getting better, like, yeah, she will be one of the top stars of this this promotion. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Zoe Sung said, uh, Boa, the Raging Tempest Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> this Pokemon is known to cause great anger when around certain podcasters. Also, this Pokemon looks like a phony con artist posing as an MMA teacher. 10-hour workdays make 10 p.m. hard to stay up for. Sad face. Yeah. That's okay, Zoe. Thank you, though. Um, <laughs> did you want to take over for the rest of them, Tempest? Sure. Because we do have... Uh, we've got a few left. Uh, Legos King says, Last week when you guys were saying that you would hate to have uh, been at SmackDown because it felt like nothing happened, I was just thinking of the guy in the crowd with a sign that said he was there for his bachelor party. Oh, boy, hope they had a good time. Ugh. Oh, it's rough. I would do a million things for a bachelor party before going to a WWE show. I gotta mm, be honest. Yeah. Um, just very quickly, <laughs> just wanted to respond to someone in the chat that's saying is the hook thing on YouTube or something. It is. I believe that AEW's uploaded yeah. the full match uh, on YouTube, so I would highly recommend going and watching it if you haven't yet. Yep. Uh, Liam Leonard says, Hi, guys. I hit an anger point last night. Yes, I watched it live again. I'm a nutter. What's, what's the point of Tony Storm's push? When it ended in a DQ finished, I screamed so hard I woke up everyone in my house. How is it? Uh, how is it? Nope. How hard is it to push a good baby face like Tony? It's not hard. They're just well, idiots. It's yes. literally the easiest thing to get a baby face who is great and is popular and just have them win matches. Yeah, you don't uh, need to complicate matters. Is it true that just have them win? And, yeah. t- and you know, and I know, because I said this in my editor review as well, I know there's going to be some people that be like, well, technically she has one or three of her four matches, and one of them's by DQ, one of them's by count out. Shut up. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. Don't get pedantic. S- Scott Woodford says, uh, it's not cards subject to change, it's Vince's mind subject to change because he's out of touch. Yes. Yeah. Idiots. Matthew Robinson says, most of SmackDown suck, but I forgot how good Brock Lesnar can be when he's left to his own talking. Uh, he was the best part of this show. What do you guys think of more Brock promos? I would not have been uh, an advocate for more Brock Lesnar promos before I heard him start doing them. I kind of like them, honestly. Like he's, he's a, I don't know whether he's, he's just man. gotten better or maybe this style of promo is better for him or something. I don't know, but this is resonating a lot more than his old promos. Yeah, I agree. And to close us out, Guzwang Productions says, Good morning, Tempo Chopper. What are some great hidden gems from 90s Japanese wrestling, AJPW, All Japan Women? <laughs> also, what made you guys sadder? Uh, Eero entails from Bossing Say or Toph letting the sand, uh, Sandbenders take off a smell, smell you later, LIW for life? The answer to that is definitely Iro. Iro, 100 That is like the saddest song ever. <laughs> oh, oh my, my God. Iro entails from Bossing Say is unbelievable. Because when yeah. you have, it's not just a story, but when you have the added context of the voice actor passing away as well, like there's just so much going on in that. Oh, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. I mean, hidden gems, uh, hidden gems from 90s Japanese wrestling. 
there's so many like literally you could watch like any combination of the four pillars of all japan you know like masawa kabashi kawada and tawe any combination of their matches is going to be fantastic so if you can get a hold of like the all japan uh library and you can just go through and, and type in their names and find those matches those ones will never disappoint and anything with manami toyota in it from all japan women's like manami toyota is one of the best wrestlers of all time regardless of of gender like awesome and that will wrap us up for these ultra chats thankfully there was Indeed. a lot of them today this is what happens when you send hook you know what we're calling it it's the hook effect that's it's the hook it effect. Is. That's the hook effect right here. So Tempest, I um I we 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 didn't get many um photos from the Christmas party because we're we're terrible. Uh, people that don't respect our social media manager um <clears throat> but i got one from our lovely new editor terry uh the day after and i do not recall this photo <laughs> because it was it was swelteringly hot in the room in the karaoke room that we were in and there was just one like fan in the corner that was blowing non-existent cold air onto us it was just hot uh-huh. air that was just moving around the room so Terry was over there trying to cool down, and I can remember joining her to also try and cool down. And apparently, this photo was taken. I'm going to show you terrible audio content, but I'm going to show you the photo anyway, which is never going to get promoted anywhere. <laughs> it is. Oh, goodness. It is dreadful. That her is hair picture. is on my head. And, oh, man. It, uh, I think it's probably the worst both of us have looked in a photo ever, I want to say. It's... uh. Real bad. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. I can tell you that you both have looked better. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, not 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 a, not a good angle. I'll say no. For that one. No. Uh, yeah, it, it 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 was it was a night. But I can remember on the way out because all of our voices were a bit messed up. Um, we, we were walking back, and I think me and me and Laurie were particularly husky afterwards. And Terry was just like, I feel like you should just talk like this all the time. I feel like you'd you'd be much better at voiceovers if you just did this all the time. And I was like, Well, if I just if I just talk like this all the time, yeah, Terry, is this is this all right? If I just do this for all the voiceovers, just change this to my voice now. She was like, Yeah, much better. I was like, Thanks, appreciate it. Well, now you got to do the whole podcast like that. I don't think I'm going to be doing that, Tempest. That would maybe kill me. I think. Yeah, fine. <laughs> we can't have that. No, can't, can't do this nice podcast things. solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, death by also... doing voice. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Um, I'm still. I'm only just getting over an illness as well, and I do feel human now, which is great. But um, what was I going to say? Uh, what do you have planned for the weekend, Tempest? Because yeah, watch Saturday. Ring of Honor tonight. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. Possibly for the last time ever. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. It's possible. I don't know, but like, uh, what what happens on Ring of Honor will kind of dictate what the rest of my weekend looks like. Because mm. again, inside baseball, but there may or may not be a Ring of Honor review coming. 
mm-hmm. after this. Kind of depends on how newsworthy the show is. Uh, but the if show. a bunch of if CM Punk and Brian Danielson show up on the show, which I don't yeah. think CM Punk is because he's at C two E two, but uh, if a bunch of big AEW stars show up on this show, then uh, it'll probably happen. But who knows? I'm looking forward to the show either way. I think it'd be really cool, even if he's not there in person. If he had like a video that Punk could send to be like a farewell for his for his time there and stuff like that, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I I think Tony Khan said that he was going to help with final battle i think right i think that was a quote he said something like that yeah i mean they're sending mm-hmm. jay lethal already mm-hmm. like that was announced but yeah if there's more but like than i mean that, he was he's a, he's he's a ring of honor guy more than an yeah. aew guy yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um anyway it should, should be good fun regardless we'll see i, I, I might watch yeah. it um yeah i i this is my last day actually holy crap i didn't even think about that it's my last day and then i'm off next week Awesome. Look at you off again. I know. God. It's because I neither didn't take any holiday through the rest of the year. So I've just yeah, neither did crammed I. it all into this end. Uh, um, so I'm I'm going to be going up to um, Scotland to visit some family. Nice. Um, yeah, my, my brother, sister-in-law, and my uh, goodness me, and my two nephews and niece and cat and dog <clears throat> all up there. Um. So yeah, going to be driving up there and visiting them, which is going to be really lovely. And I think I'm also on like the first day after we get there, because it's going to be me and my lady partner going there. I think uh, the first day we're there, we're going to have like our own like mini Christmas, just me and her, because I'm actually not going to be able to see her like over Christmas at all, because I'm away. She's working. It's all not going to be able to see each other that much at all. So I think the first day is going to be like a little mini Christmas where we're going to give each other gifts and stuff like that. And then, yeah, that'll be lovely, which means... Like today and tomorrow, I need to actually go buy wrapping paper and actually like <laughs> wrap presents that I've bought. You know, yeah. Um, so that that that's on the to do list later. How are you looking with your Christmas shopping? I'm not terribly on top of it this year. Mm-hmm. I'll be mm-hmm. perfectly mm-hmm. honest. I've still got a lot of stuff to do, but I haven't not started it. Are you are you like a late buyer normally? Because I know some people are like, oh, I don't do any shopping before like December. And then there's some people who got to like mid-November, like, I'm so late. How have I not bought all the Christmas presents yet? It's like, what? I, I'm kind of in between. You know, I'll, I'll usually start getting into November and, and start thinking about it and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm just not on top of it this year. Christmas has just yeah. kind of snuck up on me. Yeah. I feel like it has me as well. I feel like we've had other things going on, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm, I've not really been particularly Christmassy this year yeah. at all. Um, and I mean, normally I don't really start thinking about Christmas until it gets to December anyway, which is yeah. why I'm really bad at buying people advent calendars. Cause I always forget they exist until like partway into December. And I'm like, Oh yeah, advent calendars. Right. Um, but yeah, it's like my, my, my lady partner is incredibly good at gift giving. That's like one of her, like she loves buying gifts for people and puts tons of thought into all of it and all that stuff. And yeah, she got to like. I think it was probably like the second week in November. And she was like, I can't believe I don't have all the Christmas presents bought yet. <laughs> I'm like, I haven't even thought about Christmas. What are you talking about? Um, so I, I've got all but a few of them now, though, unfortunately, the ones I haven't got are ones that need to go to Canada. So I don't think they're getting there on time, you know? Probably not. No. No, no. but it's fine. As long as it gets there eventually. <laughs> it's the thought that counts, right? Of course. Um, 
anyway, uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Russell Talk podcast. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Really do appreciate it. Um, and uh, we'll be back. I won't be back next week. I don't actually know who's covering for me on NXT <sighs> and SmackDown. Couldn't tell so, you. I have no idea. It'll be someone. Um, and yeah, we'll 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 chat you guys later when it's back over the Christmas period. Stay tuned for more content. Love you. Stay safe. Take care of each other. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>